millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble All In Review Edition. I'm Ollie Davis. This is El Fakador Laurie Blake. And my oh my, we are now, I guess, two days removed from the event. It happened on Saturday evening. We both watched it Sunday morning separately. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we've talked about it. So much fun. It was a it was a blessing from Cody and the Bucks. It was I bless you, my child. Yes. Here, watch this delicious pay per view that we've put together. Especially because I don't know if everyone knows this. I did a pub crawl, an annual pub crawl on Saturday. Twelve pints in twelve pubs in honor of the goal. It's called the Golden Mile in honor of the World's End, the movie. And I did all of it, and I was really drunk still on Sunday. <laughs> and I like all in. I was watching all in, still drunk, as it became a hangover. Oh, so terrible. I was transitioning into headache and th- this event was so good and it was a long show mm. five hours including the zero hour pre-show part it flew by for me it was quick yeah. and it made me happy to be a wrestling fan it made me just love everything what people are saying like this that was a- the booze mm. <laughs> it could conf- be yeah. you've confused what ah. all in with the boot well what booze does yes yes they could be yeah and i just became very emotionally dependent on it <laughs> yeah. by the time the hangover kicked i cried in. a bit <laughs> and i said it was my best friend and what like a lot of people are saying this was a celebration of of independent wrestling and i think it's we should rephrase this to it's a celebration of non-WWE wrestling mm. because independent wrestling can mean so many different things you get companies that independent wrestling companies that just try and package themselves as WWE yeah, but for yeah. for families and stuff uh, so this this really felt like non-WWE adult wrestling at its finest it was I loved every second of it I think yeah it had a very good mix of like they did a lot of the like there was like big Matches with big fight feels. There was matches that were just two of the best guys in the world going out. There was absolute chaotic spot fests. There was hardcore segments. There was jokes. There was bits that were just designed to be hilarious. Like it, it had everything in there. There was kind a of celebrity life. match. There was a celebrity match. It had everything. It had surprises. It had, I don't know. It just, yeah, they managed to fit all of it in and it all still worked as a coherent show. Despite the fact that, you know, the story-wise stuff, like, yeah, they set things up on being the elite, but mostly a lot of these guys have come in from different companies. They don't work together all the time. There's not a hell of a lot of story here. And they still managed to make pretty much every single match. The commentators did a fantastic job mm. of finding an angle to make everything feel like it was actually important. Yes. Yeah, because that is... I noticed it more at the start, but then I... Because I went into this show, mm. like, all the things that I didn't, like, weren't as into... 
I think's my fault. Because I went into this thinking, this is going to be a best bout machine. We're going to get four of the best matches of the year on this mm. card. That wasn't the show. And, and it never said it was going to be that show. Because being the elite is all kind of jokey, internet, mm. in-joke stuff. So I... And that's what the tone of the show was. It was very celebratory. It was very self-depreciating. And it was just fun. Whereas I, yeah. I kind of went into it thinking, okay, we're going to get a six-star match between Jay Lethal and Flip Gordon. Mm. When that was a pretty much a, a comedy match. It was actually a fan service show, yes, really, wasn't yes. it? It was, it, was, it was a very well-pitched idea that you know the Bucks and Cody knew what people wanted from them, and they just delivered that on a massive stage. <laughs> yeah. just went, you, know, you know the things we do normally in our regular shows? Here's that, but there's 10,000 of you in the room. Yeah. So, done. And the crowd were brilliant. It's just... Yeah. It felt like, and Bully Ray tweeted this. He said, and this is high freaking praise, the last time he was involved in a show like that was ECW One Night Stand, where the fans and all the wrestlers just felt like it was, that everyone was on the same wavelength mm. and it was, everyone was really happy. And yeah, and it, I got that, I got that vibe completely. Mm. I, I was, it, it was just, I felt like I was hanging out with 10,000 friends. Yeah, there was a, <laughs> Maybe again the booze. Uh, there's booze again. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Have I ever told you, computer? Uh, Shall we start with the, the beginning then? So Delivery. it opens. It opens <laughs> with Cody and the Bucks coming out, really, like effectively saying, "You, you know, you are fans. We mm. want to please you as mm. fans. We're not going to swerve you. We, we're going to try to give you what you want because you have bought." tickets for this show mm. what a what a novel concept i know unbelievable and uh, it, like even where they go here's some pyro and the pyro went off they got merch you like merch mm. t-shirt guns yeah that was it it was it was great and i like when it opened up i didn't really know what to expect production wise because originally this was just a live event it wasn't going to be broadcast on pay-per-view and have a one-hour pre-show on a, a sort of a national channel in america and this is better than Ring of Honor, production-wise. Mm. Sometimes it's just a thing of scale. Just having that many people in there makes it yeah, look it looks, better. It looks incredible, yeah. But I thought the camera work, the Titantron with the, uh, the, the screens. And the, the little hatches or whatever they are. Yeah. I, th yeah, I thought it was tremendous. Chevrons. Chevrons, yeah. I, the, the only thing that was lacking was an LED ring post. Yeah, that was, oh, you had a little and one over the top. Where yeah. Because I love the NXT one where they look up and you get the, the person's name behind them on their mm. other turnbuckle. Yeah. But, and the, the camera work, you, you had a few issues with the production because you're a production man. Oh, well, I just, yeah, I, I mean, like, who am I to talk? But, uh, um, as the audio peaks on yeah, this. as the audio, <laughs> as I'm shouting into this microphone. Um, yeah, there was, a, there was just a few bits of like, you know, it's just their first thing. There's probably not a huge amount of time to do all the testing and stuff. And there's, you know, mic's too hot. This is too low. That sort of stuff. Like backstage is still, some of the cameras were out of focus during the mm. Cody Rhodes and Nick Aldis entrances. So that's kind of like annoying. There but were yeah. timing issues that we'll come on to later. Yeah. So it was, it was a bit like, you know, my first pay-per-view kind of deal. But I imagine if you can smooth that out because yeah, the, the level, the scale and all that stuff, everything else looked great. It was just a few little glitches. And I mean, they also played into the glitches in a in a section that we'll yeah. come on to, like they, you know, they they did a they did a setup one. I thought that was a real glitch. Yeah, they did a setup one, and then they did another one later, and then yeah, that, we'll go, we'll come back to that though. Incredible stuff, and so just like that, just before the, the this was the pre-show zero hour, mm. which is such a nice comic booky mm. event name for a pre-show. That's so Cody. 
Mm. Uh, he, he it's said, very gaming as well. Like a lot of uh, prequel games become like, zero, uh, like yeah. zero, whatever this is. And Matt, I think it was Matt Jackson goes, you know what else this needs? It's a big show. A random former legend <laughs> and road warrior animal just comes out on a motorbike. For, for a bit. Yeah. yeah like, really it doesn't even do anything. And the, the crowd just go, yeah, okay. It was, it was just so celebratory and fun. And that's what wrestling should be sometimes. And it still had like, you just look back at that pay-per-view and you like had the celebrity match. It was so yeah. varied and it had the hardcore spots. It had the, the moment with Cody winning the belt. So much fun. But the, the Zero Hour pre-show kicked off with a really nice little match between SoCal Uncensored and mm. the Briscoes. Yeah, it was really good. I, I really like, I like, I thought the crowd, the crowd was super behind SoCal, actually, which was interesting. And the, and the Briscoes are such a good heel team. They were like, they really sort of uh, grounded the whole thing and worked over Sky for ages. And then the what's, um, SoCal came out as Rocky Balboa and um, Apollo Creed. That yeah. was great. I love that. That was wonderful. Um Oh, there was so, oh, it was really good. Like Scorpio Sky can jump Not so bad. unbelievably high. It's in the name. Yeah, it's just oh, it's in the name. I I really liked that there were loads of spots in this. Like mm. this was just a, a pre-show tag match with nothing really at stake. But yeah, there was this really good bit where Kaz Kaz rolls up one of the Briscoes and then hits a Northern Lights suplex on the other one because he gets told it's the wrong one. He's yeah, yeah, Ricardo yeah. rolled him into a pin, and he gets they go, no, that's the wrong one, and he goes, oh. <laughs> and he holds a pin on both. I, I thought that was brilliant. And the it was a really good near fall off the J driller mm. and then a froggy bow. But the finish was really cool as well. Yeah, so they were going for a doomsday device. And then Kazarian caught him and flipped out into a power slam. Off, and then, off of Mark's shoulders. Yeah, off of Mark's shoulders. And then, and then Scorpio jumps across them with this gigantic knee knocking him out of the way and then they get the win it was yeah. unbelievable really good hot way to start the show yeah like, uh, I mean the the, the the athleticism on display there was just mm. yeah amazing then it cuts back to I think her name's Alicia Atout she does a stuff for Impact mm. and she's interviewing Kenny Omega and they the, the camera beautifully pans back and you see that she is standing really split legged so mm. she looks shorter which and is something why are you WWE standing do. like that yeah. because to make you look taller yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like just a nice little dig uh and like that's a sort of joke that even if you're not aware of that trope yeah. in WWE it's still funny mm. yeah uh then we had i mean this this sums up this show for me the over budget battle royal <laughs> which was insanity and just so much fun and Brilliant athleticism. And at the end, you know, pretty good storytelling yeah. as well. Uh, so it's just, I I stopped writing down names. Yeah, I couldn't, that was the thing. I, the one, the, my one criticism of this match was it was impossible to tell what was going on. It was all brilliant. But yeah. I was like, I was just like, who's in? Who's out? What's happened? But it, they, they didn't have us in mind they didn't writing have, notes. No, they didn't. This, no. no, I was just going, what is going on? I loved uh, Dalton Castle was on commentary. He did an amazing bit where he just banged on about eating cheesecake all day and then just <laughs> pouted at the camera for ages. Yes, when it showed like, him. Yeah. <laughs> just, and it slowly zoomed in as he was just going, <laughs> just mugging at the camera. That He's was really amazing. Uh, it kicked off with Bully Ray immediately. So Bully Ray got heat coming down to the ring because um, we'd cut away and then we'd cut back. And so Bully Ray was coming down to the ring and everyone else was sort of arranged outside. He's getting booed because obviously he's beat up Flip Gordon quite recently and then Flip Gordon hasn't appeared mm. at all in, so as far as we know. Uh, the, the match kicks off and Billy Ray immediately just gets a table and puts this luchador through it. El, El Hijo de Chico? Yes. People have so. pointed out yes, was, yeah. uh, I called him a generic luchador. 
apparently it's, it's Hel- Elhijo de Chico. Yeah, so he was meant to be the, the relative of someone else, wasn't he? Mm, or, yeah. Something like that. Um, so he gets put through a table and he's out yeah. for a very long time. And then... Uh, to, to, everything... I, th- I completely forgot that that happened yeah, by yeah. The, when it pays off at the end. I called it immediately. I went, Did you? That's... That's that's the oh, thing. Okay, I'm more of an idiot. S- and I was hungover. Simon was sitting there going, "No, that's not the thing." And I was yeah, like, yeah. "It definitely is. It definitely." Is. Who's Simon? Simon is my housemate. <laughs> yes. Uh, so it was just like fun spot after fun spot. Like a lot, like you said, a lot of people were immediately outside. Yes. Yeah. So it was like, did you? So who went under the second rope and who was over the top? I don't know. But I feel this like some people did like Colt Cabana did a moonsault oh, to the outside. Did you not? Yeah. yeah. But that's going over the top rope, is it not? No, I th- he went out onto the apron and, and did a springboard oh, off okay. the second, I Fine. think. Uh, and the, the, my favourite bit of this, although the like the the Jordan, what's her name, Jordan, the the lady in it, the oh lady. yeah, Jordan Grace, yeah, uh, that was really good. But my favourite bit was actually everyone's on the outside apart from Billy Gunn and Tommy Dreamer, and they're setting up this huge dive spot. The crowd are getting riled up. They run off one rope, go into the other, and then just step outside and start doing forearms. <laughs> Fantastic. I enjoyed Moose, was uh, yes. punched everyone, mm-hmm. just did the Moose and then clocked him. And then as he wound up to do the, the, he wounds up to do the big punch and then everyone just jumps him at that exact moment. Yeah. That was really good. Rocky Romero was running, running around wild, doing yeah. loads of clothes. Like, oh, what was his bits. name? Uh, Marco Stunt. He, that... The tiny guy did the yes, amazing with the big the, afro. Yeah, and he did he did a couple of amazing bits. Uh, the hurricane got his choke slams in as well. That was great. Yeah. Um, but so the, the 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 afro guy, the, the bit where he was on the apron and he was nearly eliminated, and Bully Ray got his hair and pulled him and up. pulled him yeah, up yeah, yeah. by his hair. I can't see how that was gimmicked. That no. must have been excruciating. Yeah. I mean, there was a bit where um, he ran at Brian Cage, and Brian Cage starts doing a tilt a well, and he hits this crazy lung blower off of that. Um, he, did, he did some amazing bits. Yeah. There, there was a bit where he was chopping Bully Ray and no selling, but the crowd were just wooing anyway. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Brian, I thought Brian Cage was a standout in this as well. I, I, he, he is, he is incredible. Un- he's unbelievable. I, the, the spot he does where he catches people diving off the top rope, but in a suplex. Yeah. And, and just, deadlifts oh. them up. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, and he did the was up to Bully Ray as well towards with, the end. So as it, as, as it got more and more... Um, yeah, oh, Jordan Grace squatted cage. There's too much in this match yeah. to really describe it accurately. You could just like every time you're like, oh yeah, and then there's another thing happened. And then like this, this is the kind of match where you could just like, okay, we're going to go on a night out. What should we watch on YouTube before we go out to get us in the this mood? Insane match, just put yeah. this match on. Yeah, because it was there was no, there was no downtime because it was just spot, spot, spot. But they were all really fun. Mm. They all made sense. The best friends stuff with Chucky e. T. Uh, but yes, it ends with Bully wins, and I was I was like. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Bully versus Jay, I guess that's pretty good. That's all Ring of Honorary. And then the luchador that was taken out at the start gets in the ring, reveals himself to be Flip Gordon, eliminates Bully, crowd go crazy. Brilliant. Really, yeah, really, really good. good. Really well done. Um, then we got the actual pay-per-view, which had Justin Roberts as a cat, just one bit of ring announcing. Why not? And then he, so he, he was, of course, the former WWE announcer. Uh, then the American anthem with Pyro, and for the, I, I imagine there was a lot of a travelling crowd there. Mm. So a lot of British people just, like me, probably going, man, they, the Americans love their anthem. Oh, no, check my check my phone. Yeah. <laughs> they they really like doing mm. riffs on the anthem. Mm. Like it's who can have the most vocal warbles. Mm. The, uh, the Ariana Grandeing. Yeah. What the groups? 
Hmm? That was a thing from the weekend. Aretha Franklin's funeral. Apparently she got slightly groped by a thing uh so uh, we had a three-man commentary team <laughs> hell of a thing to just drop in yeah we had a three-man com i'm still hung over we had a three-man commentary team and initially i'm like this is you know this is potentially starting from scratch everyone really likes two-man commentary teams mm. the, the three-man thing what that's just the wwe thing so i was a bit annoyed by that it was excalibur <laughs> ian ribicani ribicani how do you say his name from ring of honor and don Callis. Mm. But you know what? Like, they were really good. It worked, and they had a revolving like bunch of cameo people as well for yeah. various matches, which works less good, but <laughs> sometimes less well in some places. But yeah, I thought they it was really strong, and I think they did well to because they didn't necessarily just do like everyone's you know everyone took turns sort of calling bits of the matches, yeah, and then had their own sort of character that they were working with, yeah. Um, where they would, you know, they would chime in with their their brand of humor or their thing to say. So it was, it was, yeah, it was interesting. It wasn't the, the so the so clearly the WWE thing of we've got one man doing the actual play by play, one man doing color, and then an extra one, and then an who idiot get, who just gets yelling, to, who gets to say one or two things every so often, and Which then the, and then, all, and, then and then both other ones turn around and go shut up, <laughs> and then they carry on. Uh, so yeah, the main card kicked off with a good match. Yeah. But if I'm looking at this card, I wouldn't have put this on. If you were going to have time and issues later mm. on, maybe you should have just given yourself half an hour of leeway rather than have this match. Yeah, I think, the, I've, well, I've read a few people who sort of said, well, the, what's interesting about this match, though, is that it's kind of like everything else is all these, all people quite closely associated with All In. Mm. And this is a match where it's just an old school indie guy who's been around for ages and is a veteran and a young guy who's kind of coming up having a great match and it's the epitome of indie wrestling yeah and you kick off your show you kick off your big independent wrestling show with something people aren't particularly hyped for but it's a perfect example of why indie wrestling is great because these two guys put on a really good match I thought yeah yeah. all the matches were really like yeah, yeah. above average uh, I yeah I, I get that but I think you could have you could have had that cut uh, well, so we yeah, it was more Rey Mysterio I guess couldn't we say so. yeah it was Matt Cross versus MJF I'm not familiar with MJF I, he's he's pretty damn good. He is pretty. I good. really like his his heel work and cross one with a shooting star. Of course he did. Then we got a Nick Aldis interview backstage with Sean Moody <laughs> doing it, which just made it feel like a like a big time boxing event. Mm. Just already, and they they built on that a lot more in the actual match. But yeah, I really loved the presentation mm. of that feud. Uh, then we got Christopher Daniels taking on Stephen Amell in a match that apparently went to time. In which case. You should have given that match last time. <laughs> thought it went a bit too long, but I was really impressed with Stephen Amell. He did, yeah, he did. He did a lot of like big, big spots that actually paid off. The coast to coast drop kick. He put himself through a table at one point. Uh, what else did he do tonight, Matthew? I'm going to be Shane McMahon. Yeah, he got. A, yeah, basically, he got <laughs> when he went through the table with missing the elbow drop on the outside. Everyone was shouting, "Broken arrow." <laughs> Broken That's arrow. Good. Witty. Witty. Uh, yeah, they started trading some I can do it better spots at the start. Like Daniels will do something, but then Amel will do the same mm. thing. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a really it was a really well worked match in that Stephen Amel, as impressive as he is, is not a wrestler. No. And He's had, this is that was his third match ever. Yeah. And they built this around emphasizing his strengths and hiding his weaknesses. And you had like Jerry Lynn as a special guest referee in there because 
it's Jerry Lynn. Yeah. I thought that bit at the end actually was a bit overbooked where he got out and he picked them up and put them back in the room mm. to be like, I want a winner, you know, and it's like... Otherwise, you kind of need that, though, because otherwise why have Jerry Lynn out there if he's mm. not going to get a spot? Um, but, yeah, it, just, it was really impressive stuff from Amel, and that's largely down to Daniels, mm. who's just such a good wrestler and he can structure matches like this um, in his sleep, really. But, yeah, uh, Christopher Daniels won, as he should have. With the best moonsault ever. Yes. Then we got the women's four-way... I've got to be honest, I was I was hanging pretty hard here. I do want I'm, I want to go back and rewatch pretty much this entire card, but I haven't got many notes for Tessa Blanchard beating Chelsea Green, Madison Rain, and Britt Baker. I do. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, you I loved, loved this match. I really loved it. I thought I think um, I haven't really seen much of Chelsea Green before, uh, and I love the hot mess gimmick. I think it's great. I like the the two face thing she was doing. I liked at the beginning mm. she was doing hand, like when they're going around doing handshakes. She got offered a hand. And then the person immediately noticed that it was the the bad hand yeah. changed, and then she was like, Ooh. and then the, the other hand was grabbing it, trying to stop her. Like Doctor Strange, love. It was really good. Uh, she had some great spots as well. I thought in that, like she did a, she walked the ropes, stopped for a bit, did a wiggle, jumped around. Uh, she did a Canadian destroy at one point. Her unprettier is awesome. I think better than Christians. Um, and, and then the I woo think, woo, the woo woo woo. Oh me. yeah, she did. Yeah, she did the uh, the old broski boot. She's going out with Zack Ryder. Um, she was, she was. I thought she was the highlight for me. However, Tessa Blanchard is obviously the big star. I yeah. think in this scenario, she's incredibly athletic. I think she's got that thing where she just—it's like um, she's on that slight level above where you're like, okay, well, this is—you know—she just could pass easily for like a top star wrestler yeah. in any like you know. She's got a any, presence even about in the, even in like mixed matches. <laughs> I think you, yeah. she could be that Ronda Rousey style character of like you know i can hang with the boys kind yes of, kind yeah, of vibe. I do agree. um and she yeah she did some amazing stuff in this match i thought the end was a bit janky unfortunately it didn't yeah. really make sense but from from what i because i went back and rewatched it because i was like is that the end mm. so it seemed like the it because tessa blanchard got the pin and it yep. seemed like the two other girls tried to break it up and it looked like they did break it up which yep. made it look like a near yep. fall but it wasn't it was the finish of the match so I think the camera. Yeah. I think that was the camera being on the wrong side, though, because right. the camera was behind as they jumped. But the crowd were confused as yeah, well. Yeah, as they jumped in, the crowd behind. I think they got the problem is they got too close with the jump. Yes, yeah. And then it just became a bit like, did they make it? Did they not? Like you know. And then I think um, whoever was down got a half kick out as well, mm. like that kind of like second too late one. Yeah. And then they went, that's the end. Okay, done now. Play your off. I. So yeah, the match was good. I didn't like the all the women hugging in the ring afterwards. Just because no. I'm just over this, I feel like I've had it for months. Yeah, and I think also like it was it was a bit weird in in the sort of structuring as well because Tessa came out. Tessa's a heel, I believe. She's like she acted like a heel in the match, but when she came out and she was hugging like all of her family and all this stuff, she got a very baby face entrance and mm. then came into the match as this sort of like overpowering heel type character. And so I thought that was a bit like I was a bit like oh, that's confusing now. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what I'm supposed to think. Tell me. Tell me what I'm meant to think, Cody. For God's sake. Well, speaking of And it was a bit Cody. clumsy. It was a bit clumsy in places as well. Mm. But overall, I thought it was really fun. Speaking of Cody, next up, we got the NWA title match, which I was surprised at. I thought this would come later in the show. I, yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I would have thought it would have been at least close to the main event because it's such mm. a big moment. But yeah, they just they got out of the way quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. And it was, so it was Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis. And 
this was presented like it was a boxing match. Mm. Cody came out, like the camera started them with the old Goldberg entrance, walking backstage with his team. His team, yeah, like, yeah, uh, who was with him? It was Jeff, uh, not Jeff Jarrett, it was DDP and Tommy Dreamer, of course, in honor of Cody's dad, Dusty Rhodes. DDP loves Dusty Rhodes, so Mm. it's a credit to get him in the industry. And his dog, who I believe is called Phantom, and of course, Brandy wearing. Like a gold mirage, it seemed. A golden mirage. Yeah, like someone had just blurred out the, the <laughs> oh, parts yeah, you're not meant to see. She'd been pixelated. Yeah, like, yeah, but in IRL. And apparently, so I read this, Cody did an interview afterwards with uh, Macaulay Culkin's podcast. Mm. And he said that originally Phantom wasn't going to come, the dog wasn't going to come down to the ring with them. But the dog got such a big pop in the behind the scenes video part yeah. that Cody was like, screw it, I'm taking him down. And he took him down, and apparently Brandy was looking at Cody with this death stare, being like, what are you doing with that dog? Yeah. Well, I guess like taking your dog out in front of 10,000 people or shouting at it, mm. it's quite troubling. But that dog looked like it was having a great time. Loved it. He looked, he looked wonderfully happy. I'm surprised he didn't do a few spots. Yeah. Everyone on. else did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Nick Aldis comes out in the same way. And just it looks so cool. It didn't look like it. It felt real. And mm. uh, With Jeff Jarrett in a suit, which just made everything look all the more professional. And Earl Hebner is in the ring. It was Earl Hebner, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Got a little speech. Yep. Yeah, he said, there's going to be a fair match. This is an honour for me to call this with the NWA. Like, the NWA title hasn't meant anything for ages. I know they've been building it up with Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana, but this is... Last time I was interested in the NWA title was Colt Cabana and Adam Pearce, I mm. think, and that was that was 2011. So this is it's made it feel important and relevant did. again, and like you know, and obviously we're building to a very big moment here. The idea that you know, if Cody if Cody walks away with a title in this match, he's continuing the legacy of his father. They become the first ever father son duo to have held the title, um, and it's on his own pay per view. Yeah, everyone wanted him to win. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and everyone kind of knew as well. Like I always thought he was winning, but that didn't stop me loving this match. Mm. Loved the presentation. Uh, as I've already said multiple times, but the if they do make All In more of a promotion-based thing, mm. I think the NWA title should be its main title. Just like New Japan have the IWGP mm. titles, I would like the NWA to be the governing body behind which titles All In has. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this was a just an old-school match, uh, re- <sighs> really simple stuff. Great blade job from Cody in honor of his blade job dad if you ever look at Dusty's forehead mm. it's just scar tissue from all the blade jobs he did back in the 80s and 90s but uh, Cody's selling was great selling the lower black the, the lower backer load um, but there was a weird bit where Brandy got in the ring to protect him from a Nick Aldis flying elbow and then took the elbow yeah and Brandy rolled out you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <coughs> and I just didn't know what that was meant to be there for. Oh, I enjoyed that. I thought that was good because I thought they set it up earlier because she, Cody had obviously been beaten down. He was bleeding. He was lying in the ring after a point and uh, he'd taken an avalanche power slam and uh, had a figure four locked in and stuff. And then, well, no, the figure had been reversed. Yes. And then he, I think as he got to the ropes, he was lying flat at the apron. And she was leaning in front of him and she said to him, you don't need to do this. Like, you can stop. You don't have to do it. And he took his hands yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he pulls his hands away. And as soon as he does that, Aldis grabs his ankles and drags him back into the ring mm. and starts beating him up. And that's when he starts going for the elbow drop. And she dives in the ring at that point and then covers him to protect him from the elbow. But I just I feel like if you have that spot, mm. Cody, I get that Cody was like Cody didn't even see it or like go and check on her. Mm. It didn't really get any heat. Nick Aldis. Well, he was out, wasn't he? I think yeah. the point. he was like unconscious. And then he, when he hits Brandy, that lets Cody recover at that point and then get back up. And then that, it sort of threw Nick off his game. Yeah, he was like. He, so was, he was a bit. Someone. He was a bit taken aback by you know the he fact didn't that she want got. To hit the yeah, exactly. Yeah. He he jumped before. They, I think they was they were saying that he jumped as she covered. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. sort of had already committed by that point. So it's like, oh, I might as well drive it home. But then, the Brandy was fine about five minutes later. Yeah, she was. Well, she was completely fine by the uh, Flip Gordon match. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she yeah she'd be taped up. <laughs> Uh, so, but I—that's maybe not, she she was just underneath the out. It was, yeah, well, well, that very it was quite body. It was quite conforming, so maybe mm. it was holding her in place. It was, uh, the I, I, but I having said that, I I love the match. I love the moment at the end. I love the presentation. It just felt big. Mm. This is this this card needed something like this, yeah. like an actual because there's no real titles. I know the ROH title was on the line later, but this felt like a proper title match with stakes. Oh, and it changed. I think yeah, the yeah. thing is like proving that the, you know, <laughs> it set up the idea that anything could happen here rather than, you know, and the same with the Jay Lethal match later on. They, you know, they managed to make it feel like Flip could have won that. And I yeah. think that's the point. It's like, you know, you don't want to, because I guess the kind of um, 
the feeling you would get at a show where this is not a Ring of Honor show and this is not a New Japan show. If, if any of those titles come over and are on the line, you'd be like, well, they're not going to change, are they? Because you're not going to do it on a show that's not your own yeah. show. However, this made the it feel like these things can happen wherever. Sure. Um, yeah, I thought the finish was a bit like... I don't know why it didn't finish when he hit the uh, beautiful disaster and then crossroads. Mm. That should have just been the end. I don't know why it then went on a little bit longer and then there was a roll-up and then the end. Yeah, I didn't mind the roll-up, actually. I, I thought it... Because Nick Aldis, I thought, was really, really good in this, too. Mm. And it kind of protects him a little bit. It yeah, makes yeah. him feel bigger. But uh, And it sets up a rematch, I guess. Yeah, like, I'm true. more interested in a rematch now. Uh, I thought he was great. He was yeah. really good. But it, it just... It was a good... It was a very good match... But just the larger context of things made it superb. Mm. Uh, Hangman Page versus Joey Janela, which was our predicted sleeper hit. Uh, it was insane. These two guys really did a lot of spots. There was a but, lot of bits where I was just like, I can't believe they're doing that. Yeah, like there was one bit I thought, no, he's not gonna hit it, hit like a was like a burning hammer properly onto the ladder. Yeah, and it totally looked like he. I thought he was gonna release him earlier, so. Janela's head did not go straight onto that. Nope. He just hit it. It looked brutal. Joey Janela's not going to be working in his 30s, is he? No, no. It's <laughs> He's he really, going to be out. Yeah. But weirdly, having said this, you know, you had the Hangman Page and Joey Janela killing themselves. You had the Joey Ryan return with these inflatable dick druids, which was hilarious, I thought. I'm sure Jim Cornette is ranting somewhere about it. <laughs> but the, the, the standout, really was Penelope. Yeah, oh, that was unbelievable. <laughs> Her bit where she, um, yeah, it was so good. Like, they're, they're, So they'd worked this whole thing and then she got in the ring to... She's Joey Janela's girlfriend, by the yeah, way. So she come up... Or something, bad girl, yeah. Yeah, so she, she, they'd done all these bits and pages on top and then she got in the ring and he goes to hit her and she just backflips away and just keeps flipping, dodges under him and then hits a cutter then he rolls to the outside and she cross bodies off the top rope to the outside. Unbelievable. It's just like yeah. suddenly to just be like, oh, now she's doing loads of backflips. I was like, what? It was like the Matrix. Yeah. It just started happening in the ring. Uh, and then later she gets out uh, like to distract Paige. Mm. She gets a, a bin bag and the bin bag has Joey Ryan's cowboy boots, which Paige has been obsessing over because the Being the Elite storyline is Paige had killed Joey Ryan. And... Paige just super kicks her head off. <laughs> it looked great. And because they'd set it up already that she was hanging with the guys, I didn't feel like, ooh, that was weird. Mm. I felt like that was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just, I mean, some of the spots in this were insane. Right at the start, I think it's because other stuff happened later. This is getting taken away a bit. A fall away slam onto Janela while the chair's set up. Oh, right that at was the start. Horrible. It looked yeah. really nasty. There was a. He managed powerful... to sort of land mostly sat up though, so I feel like hopefully he's okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, at that point, he's ho okay. <laughs> Later on, because he then gets um, power bombed off the eight, off the uh, the entrance ramp, over some steps through. So they set up two tables, and he barely makes the first one. Yeah. Like, they yeah. Were like I feel like Paige is like, no, I'm strong enough. It's fine. Don't oh. worry. <laughs> he just goes. Yeah, it was, that was the, horrible. Inset, and there was the there was the burning hammer on the ladder, mm. which was suspended outside, yeah. and then on the, a barrel as well. He yeah. landed on the barrel on end the as barrel, well, yeah. with no give. Uh, and there was also the finish, which was uh, I can't remember what Page calls it. It's his finish. Rites of passage. Rites of passage. Rites of passage. Rites of passage. Right. Rite of passage. It's like a reverse tombstone. Yeah. Yeah. That's essentially it. 
off the ladder through a table. Oh my god. When they set that up, I was like, are they going to do that? I thought they were going to reverse it and then hit something safe. Yeah, I was like, are they going to do that? And then they did, I was like, oh my god, what? What's wrong with these two guys? It was insanity. Uh, and then just to, just to cap off the insanity, after that match, the lights cut out. I think, the, did the lights? Yeah, the lights cut out, Taker yeah. style. And Joey Ryan returns from the dead, uh, flanked either side by men dressed in inflatable penis costumes. A phalanx of phalluses, Don Callis called Nice. It. Oh, Callis is the best. For, for his res erection. Oh, perfect. The pun is strong. They just did lots of puns <laughs> at this point. And uh, I, like, because I was watching this with headphones on, mm. and my, my lady partner was sitting next to me watching some form of daytime. I think it was probably RuPaul's Drag Race. And I just said, look at this. And she, she was like, what the hell is going on? And I said, works better if I don't explain yeah. it. Not sing- and she was laughing. Not a singular tuck. The guys in the dick suits were trying incredibly hard not to smirk <laughs> as they came out seriously, and they they were all looking at each other just like... Yeah. So and that that was that was the point where I was like, okay, this isn't this isn't the New Japan wrestling show, is it? This okay. isn't the Ring of Honor match of the year contender show. This is this is the fun show. This is super fun. Yeah, I love that. And it yeah, Paige's uh, I think Paige's reaction was brilliant. He he acted really he just it, acted yeah. it really well. Uh, Ryan coming out was amazing they were talking about the great beyond on the commentary don Callis had a great line where he said i'm an expert in penises but not in the great beyond um <laughs> <laughs> uh, joey then, rest in penis chance yeah, rest yeah. in penis chance uh <laughs> joey did all the kind of classic i'm wrestling with with me downstairs bits and then mm. yeah then get, rolled him to the his druids yeah who then carried page to the back yeah just like the uh, the undertaker spot back in the day it was it was, it was crazy. It was very, very fun. Yeah. And then we got weirdly. So that I was looking forward to Jay Lethal and Flip Gordon as like a a, a proper as a, a serious match mm. because I like I was invested in the Flip Gordon getting booked and yeah. and getting that title shot. And while I really enjoyed what happened, I would have preferred they did it my way because yeah. what happened is uh, Jay Lethal is walking backstage ready for the match and he suddenly gets slapped on the back and that turns him from serious ring of honor champion jay lethal into his old black machismo character which is a randy savage parody or homage i suppose Mm. from these tna days which is hilarious and very funny it was very funny but yeah i just uh i did i that's i didn't expect that and i i don't think i wanted it either yeah, I, I, I think it worked. I because I, there was a couple of times in the matches where he changed back and forward a few yes, times yeah, as well. Yeah. And I like, I thought you got, you got some good stuff. I mean, like it would have been cool to see them just do a normal match because I think Flip Gordon is like when he came down to the ring and his entrances, he just springboards up and then one foot flips into the ring off the top rope. You're like, I don't, I don't think physics works the same way for him. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, he d- he's he's an incredible. The stuff he does. Gravity wouldn't have been discovered if he was involved. And he hasn't been wrestling for that long mm. either. He's. I'd be curious to see where he is in a few years' time when he's got more ring work experience. Mm. Because that's what lacks from him sometimes is just the, the more storytelling elements. But yes, athletis- yeah. athletically, he's, yeah, he's not many people can touch him in the world. Apparently, the whole black machismo stuff came from Lanny Poffo, who mm. is Randy's real life brother. And 
apparently that they were just talking at the Starcast convention the day before, and Annie was like, "Do you want to do the Black Machismo thing?" <laughs> and Jay Lethal goes, "Yeah, right then, yeah, let's do that." Yeah, but then and he comes out. But he comes from. out in his jacket, doesn't he? Mm. From his debut at WCW, was it or was it? So. Yes, something like that. Yeah, I think that's what they were saying on commentary. So he mm. comes out in the in the actual jacket with Lanny Poffo uh, taking him to the ring as sort of a manager. Yeah, and it was. I just thought it was because he was doing like different voices as well. It was. I thought it was fun. It was yeah. like it was. I love the bit where he was going. He got immediately got out of the ring and moved Brandy Rhodes round to his corner. Yes, and then like was like there you go. All like the Miss Elizabeth yeah. spots. It was really, and then they did they did a really good bit of. Uh, Randy Savage versus Hulk Hogan. Yes. In in near the end, where Jay, sorry, uh, Flip Gordon fired up like yeah, Hogan, yeah. and then instead of doing the big boot and leg drop and stuff, he just did loads of Flip Gordon flips. Mm. Uh, it was really good, and just yeah, lethal wins by lethal injection. And I, so I really, it was fun, but mm. I, you know, this I would have preferred it to have been a normal match. Yeah. Without the comedy, uh, Bully Ray comes down afterwards and beats up everyone but then Colt Cabana runs down for the save and all three men put Bully through a table a shield powerbomb yeah. style I like when he runs down to the table and he's uh, sorry he runs down to the ring and he's looking under the ring for tables and he has to go to like three different sides to find a table because there's been so many table spots but also because he's not used to getting them himself he's, of course yeah, he's, yeah I liked it when they and someone does shout from the crowd well where's Devon <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was a good crowd. Good yeah, bands from the fun. crowd. When they picked Bully up to put him through the table, you can just hear Bully go, "Oh crap!" <laughs> yeah, but well, <laughs> and the right. crowd also did the Roman Reigns. Ooh. Uh, next up, we got, and so after me going, okay, it's not going to be the the great in ring wrestling show that I thought it was, but that's fine. It's all fun. It's all celebratory. You're wrong. Then we got Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Junior, which was incredible. It was unbelievable. Oh, oh what a match! These two guys. So it was, they just, there's something about these two guys in the ring. Mm. They just, like, they could have just not done anything. They could have just done arm drags and Irish whips. And I probably would have still yeah. enjoyed it the same. I mean, people people were standing on their feet before the match even began. Yes. People, people stood up and were screaming before the match had even began. Mm. It was, yeah, and it, yeah, it, like, this... It felt like the first great wrestling match on the show. Mm. Like, like they were explicitly told backstage, go out there and yeah, do do your thing. Whereas everyone else, I think it might have been, go out there and have fun. Yeah. But they were told. It's one of those difficult things then when with shows like this where you do that and then it's like the pacing of it. It's like obviously this is not for anything. So there mm. are other matches coming up where they're bigger maybe in terms of stakes. But yeah, to put this here and then be like, well, have fun. The rest of you can come next. You know? Yeah, yeah. Knock uh, yourself out. It's like the, the same reason that Champa and Gargano's matches go on are the main event of NXT because nothing could follow that, and also because they've destroyed the ring area. <laughs> yeah, they've just but, ripped it all up. <laughs> but yeah, like there, there's the sort of this would be incredibly hard to follow. Mm. Uh, <coughs> and I, I don't envy Marty Skull and Okada. No, and yeah, and well, they had to go 12 minutes over time to uh, yeah, to, to, to bring to it back, kind of follow it. Uh, so this was it was just it was just awesome they did really good chemistry together mm. uh, I it was the Penta's on the apron yeah the, the package part so the package power driver that he does is the fear factor it's called the fear factor right. yeah. Uh, yeah when he hits it on the ring apron it was just like oh my god Penta might win here yeah well, that's the thing I think they, they managed to because it was the they, arm break spot yeah, and they managed to tell this story that like 
it built to a point where it actually felt believable that Penta would win. And you know that Kenny's not going to lose realistically because he's been on loan from New Japan. So the they're, 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 show, yeah, yeah, and it's a Bullet Club show, and they're not going to let him lose to some guy, somebody who doesn't even work for New Japan mm. here. However, it did feel like Penta could win, and that yeah, that Fear Factor on the apron, the way Kenny bounced off his head, like yeah, unbelievable. <gasps> that was that, that was, that was like, just a. <laughs> Yeah, and there was um, there was a good bit also just of like subtle I think storytelling from the commentary team where they said that Kenny is the greatest wrestler to come out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Really? Yeah, it was so subtle. Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked it. I thought that was just like because it was because it was Callis talking about it, and he's also from there, right? Oh, that kind of play. Yeah, so they were all playing. The they bit. were playing back to that. So he was said they were because t- they were talking about Cal. They kept mentioning that Callis had, mm. had a, a wrestling career, and he gets being like, "I wasn't very good." Blah 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 blah. Kenny is the greatest wrestler to come out of where I'm from. Well, that explains why what happened next. He pushed over Callis mm. out of the way. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was just a, an incredible match. Uh, one winged angel for the win. I. I would have happily seen ten minutes more of this. Yeah, like I was not, but I mean, it's still this. It's not like it's. It almost ended right at the right time because I was still wanting more. But mm. oh, yeah, this was really good. And then Kenny's celebrating. The lights cut out, and this is where they play it. Like you can even hear Matt Jackson. He like gets on the the commentary thing. And goes sorry. This you know this is. Uh, first time this is actually a, a mistake and apparently they had someone running like a production member running up the ramp really to, in the live because so. they've done because they had had a blackout previously mm. in the evening I think but it just, was for the dip- Joey Janela one wasn't yeah, it yeah so they've dipped the lights they did the lights previously and then stuff had happened and then, yeah. yeah and then here it was like you know they were like oh it's an actual production gaff and yeah then, yeah, and then the lights come back up and everyone carries on Kenny carries on celebrating for a little bit Penta's still lying in the ring so it's not Penta is it Penta stands up and starts attacking Kenny. You're like, oh, like, and I still didn't know what was happening. I was like, okay, oh, maybe they're just trying to get the crowd back after that mm. weird blackout. And then he removes his mask, and it's Chris Jericho. It's because he hits a code oh. breaker first, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, like, I still didn't get it. Well, because <laughs> they, 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 well, they were saying is like, you know, don't, he's not got the ta- he's not got the zero fear tattoo, uh. and he's not got like one of his arms. Obviously, is completely. Like tattooless, yes. so yeah, they were like, I, I, I noticed this sort of immediately as that you saw that close up of his, whatever it is, wing tattoo mm. that he's got there. I was like, oh, oh, that's Jericho. Yeah, and then the code breaker, and then the reveal. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, and then, and then he just goes, uh, it, yeah, I'll see you at the cruise, Kenny Omega. I'll see you at the Jericho cruise, and then walks off. Genius. And well, so as he good. walks off, he, he sort of pushes the commentary table and that sends Don Callis mm-hmm. falling over. Yeah. And that was a really nicely done spot. I thought that was an incredible angle. Yes. And not that it not that the show needed it, but considering there was all the Neville and CM Punk mm. rumours, like this this really nicely placated any of that. Well, I think also but yeah, and also it's the one thing that people I don't think were expecting. Like people didn't really Jericho turning up wasn't as talked about as Punk or Neville no. or people like that. And so then to have Jericho just suddenly appear was like, oh, yeah, this is everything I wanted. But yes. I didn't know I wanted because we were so busy talking about CM Punk being there exactly, that we wasted yeah, yeah. all this opportunity to be like, could Jericho turn up and just code break a Kenny Omega from yeah. nowhere? And uh, yeah, it while was, dressed as Pentagon Jr. <laughs> like, it was a great so match cool. and a fantastic <laughs> angle afterwards. Loved it. Uh, another very good match next was Marty Skull versus Kazuchika Okada. Uh, huge pop for Okada when he came out. Oh yeah, like yeah, 
like probably the, the one of the biggest pops of the night. Mm. He came out like he was a god. <laughs> yes, he, 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 just, he just walked out like, uh, yeah, adore me. Yes, wrestling fans. Yes, I give you the wrestling. Thank me for it with cheers. Uh, and just before Skull came out, he had a skit backstage where there were some waggy fingers going, "You can't wrestle us, go mm. serious match." And he breaks their fingers, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they told the story of, yeah, like this is serious Marty yeah. going up against very, like actually very tall Okada. Yeah. And it was, they told, they told that really well. I felt like the crowd dipped out. They, like, they weren't as hot for this. It slowed at places, I think. It was one of those things. I, I mean, also, that's kind of Marty's style in places. It's mm. like, you know, a lot of limb manipulation, a lot of that kind of stuff. And yeah. I think after seeing Pentagon and Kenny just pull off crazy moves at each other for and the Jericho for 20 thing minutes. and the Jericho thing you just I think you just flag it's not like it, mm. you can't help it at this point it was still an amazing match but yeah I think you can't help being like just a slight dip I love the fact that they were selling the story that you know people would be like oh could we not have had Okada versus Omega 5 or whatever you know like and instead mm. actually what you get is something you couldn't ever see in New Japan because yes. they're in different weight classes and this is they tell this story that Marty wants to move up from being a junior heavyweight to being a full heavyweight and then yeah. he's trying to prove it by challenging the god of heavyweights in, mm. in New Japan you know so that and, it, and Marty proved he can hang with Okada I thought this was this was a, there was some really really cool fun spots in this I love the bit where Okada was setting up for the Rainmaker and he signals to the crowd and Marty just snatches the finger like yes. I love that it was so good I really like the chicken wings because I love the chicken wing anyway yeah. but it, it didn't have the full like spinny round setup comedy mm. that it usually does and Marty locked in the chicken wing Okada for ages like manages to get out of it sits up and you think oh Okada's gotten out of that but Marty just jumps in and locks yeah. it back in again. I thought it was great. And then that led to uh, the referee, Tiger Tori, being knocked down. Mm. And that's when Marty... And I like this part of the story where Marty was trying to hang, but actually, he is a villain. So he got the umbrella, and it was yep. an all-in branded umbrella, and he hit uh, hit him, and then hit his own Rainmaker, but a card kicked and out. I guess it's incredibly close, too. Yes. It was like 2.99. Yeah. Uh, and I, really I, bought in, I bought into that. Yeah. I, I thought that was going to... And that I thought that levelled up the match near the end. Yeah. And then well, it's Okada like, yeah, hits his own for the win. It was fairly like, yeah, it, it moved quite slowly. And then there was a point they built up to this. Marty kept teasing a brain buster and not being able to get it. And yeah. as soon as he got the brain buster, that's when the match suddenly just shifted a gear. And mm. everyone was like mega into it again. Yeah, it was it, that, that brain buster was a huge pop mm. that he got. Uh, but unfortunately, this is one of the matches that went over time. So those last three matches... But reportedly, but it's Wrestling Observer and PW Insider, so it sounds like what, that's what happened. Page and uh, Janella overwent by 15 minutes. I think they just they probably overestimated how quickly they could stand up after yeah. what they were doing <laughs> to each other. They were like, "Yeah, no, it's fine. We'll just get back up and we'll carry on." And all the Joey Ryan stuff, yeah. you got to think. Yeah. And uh, Omega and Pentagon also went long, as did uh, Akada and Skull. Mm. Apparently, that was the longest. Like it overran by about 16 minutes. And unfortunately, that that meant that this incredible on paper six man tag between the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi be, uh, against Rey Mysterio, Phoenix, and Bandido, Bandido being like the standout guy from this show, I thought. Yeah, he was unbelievable. I thought he was incredible. I've never really seen him before, but he's going to be at not. This is not even a planned plug. He's going to be at Wrestling Media Con. 
he's in the Super J Cup, the British J Cup uh, for Rev Pro. So we're actually going to get to see him live. We're going to kiss him. Mm. What with that mask? <laughs> yes, you can't off. get to. His I'm going to kiss, kiss him on the mask. Lucha lips, <laughs> fellow luchadors, he can talk stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk. I feel, I feel like he'll be like, no, you're not a luchador. Yeah. Uh, but have you not seen my mask? He I've, I've got a mask. It's uh, well, so, I bought it off Amazon. So this main event was going to be <laughs> half an hour long, and it was cut to just 12 minutes. <clears throat> what a 12 minutes, though. Well, that's it's like they didn't... It's not like they cut stuff out of the match. They just did it all in 12 minutes. It was unbelievable. Like, I, I said in my review, it was one long hot tag. <clears throat> yeah. Rey Mysterio's Wolverine gear. Oh, that was amazing. That, yeah. It looked great. Unbelievable. Yeah, classic he's in, he's, he's in amazing shape, is mm. Rey Mysterio, at the moment. He's... Yeah, and presumably on his way to WWE now very shortly. I hope so, because uh, I young, want to see him all the time. The Young Bucks were incredible. Kota Ibushi is incredible. Ray Phoenix just running along the ropes like it's nothing. Incredible. Mysterio in his Wolverine outfit. Yeah. And Bandido, my new favourite wrestler <laughs> oh uh, this week. Yeah. I can't believe that, uh, the running across the ropes thing that Phoenix does, where he just he just runs across and just boots them in the face and then lo- and just jumps off. Like, it's nothing. Yeah, like, that's just a part of the... Yeah. It's like the canvas. It's fine. This is, you know... Oh, I'd love amazing. to see what he can do with water. Just yeah. stroll across <laughs> it. Uh, uh, all that, there was this bit where all the luchas hit their top rope dives to the outside. Mm. Uh, Matt oh, Jackson does... The amount a- of spins as well they oh, all got. yeah. Uh, Matt Jackson does a running senton off the stage, the stage ramp area. Uh, the Ray hits the frog splash, mm-hmm. and like a tribute to Eddie, but Matt kicks out. Triple hurricane run is after dodging a triple yes. super kick, yeah. And then there was a super kick party where everyone was trying to nip up to do a, a springboard and they just kept knocking them down. Yeah. That was great. And then a Meltzer driver for the win, mm-hmm. uh, which you know is very fitting considering it was Dave Meltzer's tweet who sort of sparked this yeah. entire event. And there we go, a really fun main event to cap off just an absolute, a very special show. Yeah, I wish, it. it's a shame that everything went long because it would have been nice to see the moment at the end where the Bucks stand tall and Cody probably comes out at that point. Yeah. And they get to thank everyone for being there, and you know, that, yeah, like it would have been really nice to have a proper end rather than just everyone going, "Well, that was it." And then thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna see you next week. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it was really like the the match finishes. And then it's about four seconds of Ian Ribicani going, yeah, well, thank you very much for all it. And yeah. as the end sting is playing, sped up. Well, I hope they just filmed it anyway. Mm-hmm. I hope they just filmed it anyway and they'll put it out later on. Yeah, there's been a few clips online of yeah. people's phones, but nothing official. So just just what a special show. Like this, this for me is in that echelon of Money in the Bank 2011, ECW One Night Stand, mm. that those special fan servicing shows are so precious I really hope this is the start of like a promotion yeah <laughs> I think yeah I think it. I mean it could so easily be as well like, they could do one of, they could do one of these every you know four months yeah that's your big in that, say, in that exact same size or bigger and it would still be this popular I think yeah and then you could yeah you could start doing a show in smaller venues that leads into it and actually then they can start having proper storylines because they've shown here that they're very good at actually making storylines out of almost with very little to work with in yeah. fact and they actually managed to bring in at least bits from other promotions yeah. to sell that and then tell a story as you go through maybe that's the way to do it like you have uh, being the elite as essentially your weekly show mm. and on that you have what's there already but also you feature a match from this promotion with the being the elite guys but it's a 
it's a defy wrestling it's a it's a beyond wrestling it's it's something from ROH mm. and then you culminate all those storylines in your three pay-per-views a year which which would be this it's like quite a nice model mm. to base it on uh, but yes overall I gave it four out of five I think yeah I'd like a pretty high four yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like a really goddamn really high, a really high four it was just missing <laughs> like a, a super a couple more super classic matches mm. uh, and then it would have been a five quite quite easily but yeah and it would have been nice if the, yeah, if the timings had worked out yes yeah yeah it's, it's such a shame for that six man tag main mm. event but still very fun let us know what you thought down below and that's all we've got time for click the videos that have just appeared on our laps to catch up with the latest WrestleTalk awesome things this button right here which will become make you a pledge hammer on Patreon so we can get weekly NXT reviews happening I've been Ollie Davis this has been El Fagador and that was Rambling Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.